Above St. Fleur, the blizzard continues to rage. We pan through a few scenes quickly. Astrid and Ileana stepping out of their vehicle at the Point Claire Cathedral. Anna and Rosalie burning their Fleur's watch masks in Rosalie's study. Alex, Alistair, Victor, Leon, and Finn sitting and talking in Alex's office. Fatima in her tactical gear as she loads two duffel bags into her SUV. And then Jeremiah staring at his chin. The scene settles in Shadydale, where Minnie and Seely Faye stand opposite of Silk, Dinah, and a large black-furred wolf. The tension can almost be seen in the air as the cold almost suspends the snow. And that is where we're going to open. Silk, you declared your intent to not make this go the easy way, and Satin has drawn their sword and solidified snow and ice around them as armor. What are you doing? Well, of course, I'm going to have to arm up, too. So you see Silk step forward onto the grass surrounding the Welcome Center, and you see a single rose pop up from the ground and start vining its way around his leg, up his body, and down his arm until a thorny spear grows out of his hand as he uses Wild Fury to summon an element of nature capable of striking your enemies. Nice. What option from fairy magic are you taking to cast that? I'm gonna... My liege, which should be Midnight Roses now, I do believe. Yes, Midnight Roses is your liege now. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, she's gonna be so happy about that. All right. This is probably our most dramatic scene to date. We got like a nice wide shot going on here. In the background, you can see that various wolves are starting to descend from the snow and the mist that the snow forms around this opening. Y'all are in the parking lot of the Welcome Center. God, this is so Midwest. <laughs> But a bunch of wolves are descending from seemingly nowhere onto the variety of everyday unseely fae that have followed Satin here. Axel himself has veered off that way to lead his pack, and Dinah is still there with you, Silk, her shotgun trailed on Satin, who looks a little sad that they have to fight you like this. But they start rushing towards you. What do you want to do? Well, uh, I'm going to rush back at him in dramatic style as I assume we're going to clash weapons. Yes, roll to unleash an attack. That is an eight. So, on a hit, you inflict harm as established and choose one. Inflict terrible harm or take something from them. Let's see. Either one of those options would be so good. I'm going to take something from them. I don't want them to have that armor that they are wearing anymore. I like it. Okay, and then on a 7 to 9, choose one from below as well. They inflict harm on you, or you find yourself in a bad spot. Let's make this more fun. Let's find myself in a bad spot. Your weapon does three harm as established, right? Correct. And in the process, you basically break their armor. So Satin doesn't seem too injured by this, really. Your moves more or less 
just got rid of the armor that had formed around them. But the spot you find yourself in is, as you were focusing on getting rid of their armor, they had been able to outmaneuver you and are behind you at this point. And what are you wearing? Are you wearing a suit? Absolutely. Okay. I think what they do, because they're, you, you both are fae and you gotta be extra petty bitches, an ice spike appears in their hand and they shove it into the bottom of your pant leg, pinning you to the ground with it. There's the rip of that fine fabric getting destroyed by this spike and you are effectively pinned as Satin goes to move to take Dinah is where they're headed. Well, we can't let that happen. No, but that's the spot you find yourself in. So getting out of this spike, would that count as a escape or is there another way to uh, get out of this thing? I could see it being a keep your cool because I feel like protecting Dinah is a keep your cool. But I feel like getting out of the spike might be an escape because you have an opening. So yeah, uh, getting out of the spike is going to be an escape. The move I don't use enough. All right, then I will do that. That is another eight. All right. So on a seven to nine, you get to choose two. So let's mark corruption and let's owe a debt to someone. Can we have one of Axel's wolves help me out with this escape? Let's have it just be Axel himself right now. That works for me. I think that's the most intriguing debt there. He had circled around and was rushing in towards to attack Satin as well while Satin was tied up with you. But Satin moved too quick, but he saw the spike and was able to grab it with his teeth and yank it out as you reach into your base fayness to like push yourself forward and out. So you see Silk's wings come out for the first time in this encounter as he's coming out more into his, his fey nature. And he steps out from the spike and looks down at the, this tear in his pants and looks at Satin. You do realize you're going to pay for that. This was rather an expensive suit. Just like you'll have to pay for betraying your mother someday? That's fine. I'm fine that Silk meant it literally. He's going for the low blow. <laughs> you know what? Since I am starting to fade out here, I would like to lean into that and try to let it out. All right. Roll to let it out. What are you doing as you reach into your fairy nature? So you see the image on camera is just this splash of mostly white and blue. And you see the one spot of color that is silk in his whatever flamboyant color he decided to wear today. And you see his wings start to flutter and sparkle as he tries to draw in more of his fairy magic. All right, roll to unleash. Sorry, let it out. I am rolling a lot of eights today. So on a seven to nine, you mark corruption and choose one. Yep, I want to take plus one forward on my next roll here, which is going to be an unleash as I go and try and stab this dude again. Yeah, so 
he's closing in really quick on Dinah, who you see like her finger on the trigger and she's about to pull as you're rushing in for this attack. Setting myself up for a complication just in case. Roll to unleash an attack. Nope, that is a miss even with the plus one. Wow. Yeah, so you push really hard into your fey nature and it's like time slows down for a moment as you fly across this parking lot towards Satin and Dinah and you're able to hit Satin out of the way but this motion was too fast for Dinah to comprehend what was going on so she was already pulling the trigger at the point in time that you pushed him away you feel a bunch of iron in your shoulder as shot is very closely clustered and i'd like you to mark three harm ow but satin went rolling away and is like trying to right himself right now guns they dangerous Well, that was quite unfortunate. Dino looks very confused and then gasps and, like, drops the shotgun reactionarily. Oh, do pick that back up. You're going to need it. What are you doing? Let's see. I think what I want to try to do is... I would like to distract Satin and let someone else hit them for once, because I'm not so good at fighting. All right, so you see Dinah scrambling to pick this shotgun back up as Satin is moving back in towards the two of you. And they seem to be going after you because, I mean, you're pretty close to down already, as far as they can tell. So get you out of the way and that'll make this easier, right? Sure, that would totally work. It's not like I'm actually the big threat here. I'm just a dude in a suit. So how are you? distracting looking at these new holes in my suit and tisking at them which is apparently more bothersome to me than the wounds underneath but staring at satin (sighs) you do realize that mother only likes you because we were friends you're actually not worth anything at all to her wow roll to mislead distractor trick someone ouch Let's see, and I also have the Fey Corruption move that lets me roll with heart for this. All right, then roll one of your heart moves. Hey, that is a 12. So on a 10 plus, I get to pick three from this. And I would like to choose, create an opportunity for someone to shoot him. Definitely expose a weakness or flaw. And confuse them? let's, Let's confuse him for a while. So... Definitely, you are able to get them completely focused on you, and they are lunging towards you. I'm trying to think the weakness or flaw that gets exposed here. Because let's see, you said that, you know, mom only likes you because you were friends with me. Uh, You're worthless. We could just make it so that this obviously hurts him more than even Silk expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a good way to put it. Yeah, this reaction is too in extreme. 
you can tell that they're doing this because they're here to prove themselves. They know what you said is true, even if they haven't admitted it to themselves. And that that hurts them because they they have basically been the son that you should have been. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> but before they're able to make contact with you, you hear the gun go off again. This time at the target, it should have been going off on. Quickly followed by a second shot. Because as we've established before, Dinah is hella brutal. She literally just drops them. But they're Fae, so they'll probably, like, just regenerate back in the Fae Wilds and, you know, it'll, it'll be a thing, right? 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 <laughs> sure. <laughs> right after he's fallen, I'm going to step up to him and with my rose thorn spear just poke at him a little bit and say, Well, I do hope you deliver the message to Mother now. This could have been quite a lot easier if you had just done it in the first place. They spit at you. On the bright side, maybe she'll actually like you more. Yeah, no, they spit at you. As their physical manifestation here starts to turn into snow. And after it's clear that this is, like, done and the wolves had the rest of the mook phase dealt with no problem, Dinah turns to, towards you, Silk. I am so sorry for shooting you. Oh, well, it's... You wouldn't happen to know how to bandage a wound, would you? Also, do you know a good tailor nearby? I'd hate to run around with this. Yes to the first, no to the second. I might have something in my pack, though, to to help you. Here, come sit and... And, like, she gestures towards um, her vehicle and it's, like, going to patch you up and stuff as the wolves deal with the rest of the mook fae. And I think that is where we're going to pan back to Alex. Actually, Alistair first. So, Alistair, you seem to have a revelation during that last conversation about your parents. Yeah, Alistair just realized that he can go talk to his parents about what's been going on. So he would like to go do that. All right. I'm going to say you have enough time to do that before whatever Alex's planned leave time was. So when we go to rejoin Alistair, he's made it back to his manor. Assuming there's no surprise visitors, he's just going to walk inside and make his way straight down to the mirror that he uses to talk to his parents and pull off the covering of it and just kind of shout into it mother father is anybody in there okay so this is just like using your sanctuary right uh yeah okay they both appear which isn't super common normally you get one or the other not both uh what can we help you with son so, I was told that, uh, the things I've been told are not necessarily as true as you'd have me believe that they are. 
What are you talking about? I believe you know exactly what I'm talking about, dearest mother. Your murders had nothing to do with werewolves. It was... Well, I was told you came across the Fleur's watch and one... Eric Zarn, would you care to explain what happened there? So, out of character, so I kind of know how to steer this conversation. What are you ultimately trying to get out of this conversation? I think Alistair just wants to find out, have they been intentionally lying to him, or was this something that they didn't know what was going on? And if they were intentionally lying to him, why did they try to protect the Fleur's watch? Right. Your mom looks very confused. Your dad maybe less so. Honey, we've told you we don't really remember. I mean, we had the occasional dealing with Fleur's watch. They've tried to absorb the coven multiple times, but we always said, no, and I don't, not sure for your father here, but I don't really remember what happened that evening. Father, would you care to elaborate what you know? And if I need to, I'm willing to roll to figure someone out here. Yeah, go ahead and do that roll to figure someone out. Oh, fuck. That's a 12. All right. So you ultimately hit three. Let's see. First one I'm going to go with is, how could I get your character to tell me the truth or tell me what he knows? If you show him that you have the Fleur's Watch ring, he will tell you. Because that means you already know and you're like deeply involved to an extent that there's no benefit to protecting you any longer. Okay. I want to finish out my questions before I do that. What's your character hoping to get from protecting Fleur's watch? He's not trying to protect Fleur's watch. He's trying to protect you. Okay. He's hoping that if you don't know about this and you don't get involved, that you're not going to die at their hands the same way they did. Oh, too late. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask, what does your character worry might happen? But I feel like that just got covered. <laughs> I guess who's pulling your character's strings? Like, is he doing this of his own volition or? Yeah, he is actually doing this of his own volition. As your father, he does actually love you and care about you and want you to have a happy life. Unfamiliar concept. <laughs> Uh, for Alistair, not me. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to drag my dad on this podcast. Yeah, I think, like, Alistair is going to dig into his pocket and pull out the ring and show it to them and say, I have a date with the Fleur's watch tonight to put this all to rest, and I'd really rather know as much as I can heading in there, so if you wouldn't mind... Well, I suppose it's too late at this point. I never told you because I wanted you to stay out of it. They thought you were dead, and that way you were protected and continue on the Lockwood name. 
your cousin didn't have nearly that level of protection. And I mean, my sister worked with them some anyways. That's why I didn't tell you. Oh, that worked out fantastically for myself and Theodora, didn't it? Is there anything you can offer as far as help goes? Because, well, this organization needs to be brought down, and I know some people that are at least on some level working along that same mission. The only thing I can offer is don't. A little bit late for that. Your dad looks genuinely upset with the attitude you're pulling with him. He won't say that, but you can see it. Upset in the sad way or upset in the angry way? Upset in the sad and hurt way. Fuck. Alistair doesn't deal well with sad. Alistair deals well with angry. Okay, so you have a bunch of tomes in your sanctuary, right? Yes. An extremely knowledgeable assistant, which is your parents, a scattering of ancient relics, right? Library of old tomes, extremely knowledgeable assistant, and a portal to another dimension, and magical wards. Okay. Flair's watch is headed up by a specter. It's... It's hard to say that she's truly a ghost, but she's not human or alive or having a physical form anymore. If you go to the back of the sanctum and there is a brick that has the Lockwood crest on it, push that in and there's a secret bookcase back there. One of the tomes has instructions for how to unbind her from this realm. I think Alistair smiles genuinely for the first time in a long time. Thank you, Father. I will ensure that the two of you are avenged. I'd rather you not avenge us that that means you actually live. And I think your dad just leaves after he says that. Oh, I don't plan on dying. Uh, you you know how, well, I guess you don't really know. It's, we both want you to be happy. And we were hoping that maybe without the politics of the coven hanging over you, you'd actually get the chance to make something for yourself. Instead of picking back up our messes. And once Fleur's watch is gone, I will be able to do so. I have, well, I hesitate to use the word friends, connections, that will help me to make something of myself. But as long as Fleur's watch exists, I don't see that being allowed to happen. Maybe you're right. Just be safe, please. I'll do my best. I promise. And Alistair is going to cover the mirror back up and make his way to that book that his dad told him about. Yeah, so when he finds the brick and, like, presses it, it's like a very tiny 
There are like five tomes in there, all in much better condition than literally anything else in your sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. And one of them is actually your father's grimoire. And that is the one that has the notes for the ritual on how to unbind her. All right. Congratulations, you've received your inheritance. <laughs> All right. Alex and Victor, are the two of you doing anything else while Alistair is out on an errand? I do have one small thing to do, but it's pretty easy. So whilst Alistair is off doing that, I think Alex is going to hit up Sen right quick. You said you wanted to see what happened here tonight. Yes. Here's my proposal. Why don't you tell your brood that I'm going to throw a little party? Anyone who leaves Point Clare Cathedral after sundown is fair game. And Aya would like to put out the word, because as it turns out, Fen is in my web. Yes, they are. <laughs> So I'm cashing in a debt with Fen to give me plus three forward to hit the streets. Nice. Do you then hit the streets with Knight to, like, get their brood here? Is that kind of what you were thinking? Yeah, this, this is essentially me hitting the streets to get Fen to provide me with their brood as, uh, you know, backup and kind of crowd control. I love how this is shaping up. This is going right? to be such a hot mess. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit the streets with night. Okay. And I didn't even need the plus three, but I got it anyway. That brings me up to a 16. Yeah, between all of that, there is no doubt. Finn doesn't even try to bargain with you at all. Finn seems overjoyed that you are allowing this because Fen does actually consider this area to be your territory <laughs> of course i'll have my top three put the word out wonderful like i said after sundown after sundown they follow directions well i promise i think alex will pat Fen on the shoulder obviously very appreciative because you know it's nice to have some backup but that's really the only thing that he's got before they actually leave. I have one other thing for Alex, but before that, Victor, are you doing anything? I think Victor's, like, caught up in his feelings a lot. This is a thing he thinks he should do, but doesn't feel like it's a thing he has to do or that is good. And so he's just sipping coffee and trying not to engage anybody in conversations and look like a badass ready to beat the shit out of a bunch of people yeah as you're sitting there just sipping your coffee you get a text from anastasia that says was able to deal with your mom nobody suspects that you were here Cass and i have moved somewhere safer for the time being let me know if you need anything i reply back Stay safe. I'm going to go handle it. Ooh. What is something that your pack says to each other? What does she say that can be like, the most symbolic thing here of the fact that, like, she's put her ambitions to rest? Hmm. Because, like, I really want it to have that weight, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Oh, didn't you have some whole thing when you transformed like a few sessions ago that invoked the moon? Oh, yeah, I did. Specifically the wolf moon. Let me see if I can find that real quick. A few sessions ago, you mean six months? Yeah, session nine. Okay. Turns away from the camera, throws one end of a bloodstained scarf over his shoulder. He ambles towards the red exit sign. The wolf moon rises, he says, like the first part of a prayer as he stalks into the night. Yeah, which was referencing the full moon that it was, which is the full moon in January, the wolf moon. Yeah, and we're still in January. Right. I think the moon rises as general is like a statement of now is a time for action or we're going to go do some werewolf shit. Mm-hmm. I don't have the rest of that prayer or anything. Yeah. You get a message back from her that's just may the wolf moon light your path and hide your tracks. <laughs> Victor's like, oh shit, feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reply. And keep you and yours safe in den. So many feelings. Everyone take a powerful blow over being confronted with feelings. God, right? All right, I'm going to have an incident moment with my fucking cousin. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I create a primal bond with them. I always know where to find them and when they're in trouble. Oh, this is great because this means she also always knows where to find you and when you're in trouble. Yeah, I'm about to be in trouble. Yeah, this is good. This is this is great. This is a great episode right now. Uh. Victor tucks his phone away, tries not to let too much of the fucking family feelings, good family feelings, get at him because he has a lot of bad family feelings he needs to confront this finding there. Yeah. Specifically with his mother's. And he hopes that that will just all resolve nicely. And he's not planning on what to do about it at all, which is the wrong move. Alex, after Finn leaves to start putting out the word, your phone starts to ring. And it is Rosalie Mercier who is calling you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Alex is definitely going to answer that. Miss Mercier? Mr. Giroux, I'm calling bearing news. As I'm sure you've figured out by now, most have not heeded your message. Do go on. You have spurred action. They plan to do the ritual for the ascension of the next floor tonight. Yes, well... That will be a little too late for them, won't it? It starts at sundown. <laughs> Hilarious. How long does this ritual take? Oh, normally a couple of hours. I imagine they'll want to speed it up a little then. Well, Anna and I won't be there. Good for you. I would suggest you stay well away from the area tonight, yes. Of course, I think I um we might need to go out of town for something, but I'm looking forward to talking to you when we return. Of course, and I do appreciate the heads up. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at that point, Alex, you know, hangs up the phone because, as mentioned, we can't say goodbye here in St. Clair. 
All right. And we go back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you've probably gotten through about two cups of coffee when Mercer walks back out into the kitchen with a box of bullets for whatever gun you told him to make them for. I'll go with a rifle. All right. I was able to get 12 rounds out of it, so be careful with your aim, but if I know you, I don't even need to be telling you that. Yes, I sh- 12 should be fine. Is there anything else I can do for you? No, I have business to attend to now. Talk to you later if I survive all this. I'm looking forward to it. Alright, I think at this point, Jeremiah is going to head back to Point Claire. Alright. So we get that scene of Jeremiah heading back to Point Claire, and it's probably about an hour before sundown, I think, when Jeremiah arrives. We're building tension. So much tension. As Jeremiah arrives, currently he can tell that there there are a ton of people here for how many people are normally here. When he goes inside, Fatima is inside speaking with Angela. She's in her tactical gear. Guns, because she just has a lot of guns. And knives. It's But she showed up and she showed up with her people. There's quite a few people from Fleur's Watch here, and you have your vampire killing bullets. All right. What do we do? When Fatima sees you step in, she motions for you to, like, come speak with her if you have a moment. Oh, sure. We'll go over and speak with Fatima. I was able to get about 15 hunters rounded up and then myself... Do you have any thoughts on where you want us all posted out? I was thinking about getting up on the roof. And she, like, motions towards the, um, like, long-range rifle that she has over her shoulder. Yeah, roof sounds kind of treacherous in these conditions. Uh, That's never stopped me before. Thinking more visibility. Blizzard combined of night. Ain't going to be seeing very far until they're right on us. All right, so are you expecting them to come in here, or is this going to be a battle out in the snow? Well, I guess try and keep the battle out there while we stay in here. No chance to get any floodlights. As well, I just have to work with the lighting the building has. Angela's standing nearby, and the acolytes can summon up some lights for you. Ah. Excellent. As you said, visibility is awful. Nobody's going to come out this way. We don't have to worry too much about hiding our magic. All right. I guess we're expecting them to assault us tonight. I'll have to come up. Windows facing the road should be where we post our people who are good at long-range shooting. Get some lights on our road. Just cut them down before we can get close. All right. Sounds good. And Fatima holds out, like, an earpiece communicator to you. I'll put it in his ear. They've all been instructed to listen to you. Your commands override any of mine. But yeah, you're patched into everyone that way. Perfect. And she nods and starts to move towards outside where her group was set up to start relaying your instructions. 
And unless you have something else you want to do, I think that's a good time to cut back to Silk. Jeremiah's just going to find a good window, set himself up in, and wait for Alex. And then shoot Alex with magical vampire bullets. It'll be great. (laughs) All right. Silk, as we pan back to you, the brawl has ceased for the most part. Doesn't seem like the Axel's pack was really damaged at all. As you see them all kind of starting to gather around where Axel is standing in the parking lot, still in wolf form. There's a solid 10 of them total, all very sizable and have that same. The Margarets are city wolves at the end of the day. These are not, these are country wolves, if that makes sense. (laughs) Now I'm picturing them in like overalls and no shirt. (laughs) You're not totally wrong. (laughs) Big straw hats. But yeah, so it's it's all they they these are like farmers, loggers. They're all like very built. Like there's nobody like Anastasia who has like that very sleek wolf form that would work well in the city. And yes, there is a lot of flannel. Axel dips his head towards you, Silk. Thanks for the warning. Well, of course, uh, it wouldn't do to have my mother to have anything at all that she likes. Out of random curiosity, would you happen to be aware of something called Fleur's Watch? Very aware. Lovely. Well, I have a number of friends who are looking to dismantle them tonight. Perhaps I could interest you in joining. Axel smiles. Is Blood red or is Blood a different color? I think it really depends. I think right now, we've seen Silk bleed red before when he fell into Theodora's rug, but I think right now, because of his new allegiance shift, it's less like bleeding blood and more like growing things out of the wounds. Okay. So I think then, like, the typical Unseedly Fae probably bleed lack and blue since it's all, like, winter and cold and stuff. That works for me. So you can see, like, splatters of that in his mouth still, like, his teeth stained. We would love nothing more than to assist with that. Lovely. Then um, I do have a few phone calls to make to make sure that when we arrive, we'll only be fashionably late. (laughs) Of course. Turning to Dinah, perhaps you could give Jeremiah a call for me. I doubt he would answer uh, a ring from me. Okay. Do, do you just want me to call him and then hand you the phone? Well, you could open up with saying how I saved your life. Maybe then he'll actually listen to me. Yeah, I can do that. He was supposed to do that himself, but he seems to have broken that particular promise. Jeremiah... Right after you get yourself all settled in, your phone starts ringing with a call from Dinah. He's going to make sure his earpiece is turned off and then answer the call. Hey, Dinah. Hello, Silk just saved my life. And he wants to talk to you, so... (laughs) She just hands the phone over. Oh dear. 
Jeremiah, old friend, it seems that you have broken a promise to me. <sighs> Which promise would that be, Silk? You were supposed to protect Dinah, but it appears that I had to do that myself. <clears throat> I try to vin stuff that's low, Silk. Really low. Well, currently I am bleeding on your... Well, she didn't like the term lover, but your something or other. You're... It's complicated. Is, is that the best term to use? How about just friend? <laughs> oh, well, I had assumed that you were a little bit more than friends, but if I was wrong, I was wrong. I'm sure Axel would appreciate that. That... Hmm. Okay. What do you want? Well, I do believe that there's going to be something of a bother at Point Claire in the not-too-distant future. I was rather curious to see what side you would be on. Why does it matter to you? Well, if I'm going to descend on it with a new pack of werewolves, I was wondering if you were going to be with me or perhaps shooting at them. Would you like to roll to figure someone out? Or if you have a debt, you can cash in a debt to make him answer a question, honestly. I don't think I have a debt on Jeremiah. Oh, I do, from turning a debt around on him earlier and using my fake corruption move. So I would like to spend that to get you to answer honestly for, you know, cool game drama. All right, so you'll get to mark my mortality, and Jeremiah will get to mark Wild, assuming he honors the debt and doesn't try to refuse it. Fleur's watch, promise me a favor, if I help them. Favors are quite easy to come by. This favor requires something powerful. And don't exactly know anyone with the talent to undertake it outside of them. Honestly, that just sounds to me like you don't know your friends very well. Do you have a point to make? Not at all. Mostly just rubbing in your face that I had to save your girlfriend. You're an asshole. I know. I know. Yeah, I really didn't have a point to this. I really just wanted to see if... what would happen there. Because I am a terrible person. Silk. This is uh, the last favor between us. Make sure Dinah doesn't come near the church. If Fleur's watch wins... She gets her memory back. If they lose, I'm out of a picture. Either way, so long as she survives this night, I'm fine with either outcome. Oh, interesting. Rather interesting turn of events. So I'm spending my last dead on Silk to make him make sure Dinah's nowhere near the church when all this goes down. Cool. Um, I will try to honor that, but we'll see how Dinah reacts to it. Turning to Dinah, um, well, it appears that your It's Complicated would rather you not join the festivities at Point Claire tonight. Dinah looks up from the uh, shotgun that she was cleaning. I'm sorry, what? It's something about regaining your memory. Uh, have you lost something recently? Oh, well, I guess you wouldn't really know, would you? There's a couple of days and they're missing, but... I've only gotten to shoot one thing today. <laughs> Technically two. It's, um... Pointing at the holes in Silk's chest. 
roll the persuade and then PC. Sure. As you remind her that she shot you. <laughs> that is a five. That is literally the worst roll Silk can get. Alas. Did you hang up? Oh, no. Okay, just making sure. Unless you hung up on me rudely, you're still on the line. Jeremiah wouldn't have hung up yet. Well, it seems that whatever it is that you lost is of utmost importance to Jeremiah. Um, enough for him to try and call in a debt on me. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but I tend to be quite valuable. You have a rather high opinion of yourself there. I do. Are you saying I'm wrong? She kind of, like, tips her head to the side, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Subtle nod to his bullet wounds again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I have my reasons for wanting to be there. I need more than Jeremiah doesn't want me there for that. That organization took my sister. Oh, the plot thickens. Is Jeremiah aware of that? As I speak into the phone at Jeremiah. No, it's not really any of his business. Oh, so Jeremiah does not know that St. Fleur's watch took your sister from you. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sure he does now, since you obviously still have the phone on. Well, he hasn't hung up yet. Uh, any reaction from Jeremiah from that? No, he hasn't said anything yet. Lovely. So then, uh, you're saying that perhaps if such a favor was procured for you from uh, Fleur's Watch, you would not partake in it? Such a favor as returning my s sister? No, your memories that are quite so important to Jeremiah. I'm not worried about those. Well, that's because you don't remember them. Well, then I don't see why they would be important enough for me to care. Jeremiah, old friend, um, would you perhaps assist me in reminding your it's complicated why these memories are so important? I'm going to put Jeremiah on speaker. No. Well, um, then I guess we are at an impasse. Do you have anything left to say, Silk? Look, if you can guarantee me that you are dismantling that organization and bringing it to its knees, then I won't go there. But that is the only promise I will accept to not go there. Well, Jeremiah, friend? Well, it was nice knowing you both. And Jeremiah's gonna hang up. Rude. So it sounds like I get to go, then. It does. It sounds like we ought to have a party, then. Lovely. My vehicle or yours? I can only assume that my ride is better. I just didn't know with you. Well, I guess you're not really bleeding, are you? <laughs> I don't think I have enough room for your burlier friends, however. Oh, they'll get themselves there. Lovely. Then let us be off. And Dinah and Silk get into Silk's car and start heading towards Point Claire. Yeah, <laughs> the pack of werewolves shadow jump. There, yeah, the, the werewolves will work their way up the coast to get there. They don't know about the underground 
tunnels that the Margarets use, so they have to take a bit of a roundabout path. Because this pack and the Margaret pack don't talk to each other. All right, let's go back to Alex, Victor, and Alistair, who has arrived back at Alex's place. You're getting close to the appointed time where you should start heading towards the church. Yeah, I think Alex is getting dressed. You gotta look nice for these things. So we've got that white suit, and definitely gonna actually wear my sword out for once. Leon is definitely coming with. Leon has a vengeance here. Leon doesn't have any weapons, though. Leon doesn't need them. And Finn has their own sword with them. That's more decoration than actual practical use. Finn, similarly, doesn't normally actually use weapons. Victor has a baseball bat. Alistair has the gun. <laughs> this sounds like the setup for a bad joke. <sighs> oh, wait, sorry. A gun and an old book. Perfect. And I think as we see over the mirror into Alex's face, there's a, a light glow starting to come up behind his eyes. All right. Well, let's do this, shall we? And he's going to turn around to the others. Any final preparations you need to make? I have found out that the head of Fleur's watch is a specter of some sort, and... Well, should the need arise, get me close enough to them, and they won't be a problem anymore. Keep it in mind. You know what, I'm gonna go out back and try and slip into something more comfortable. Have fun with that. Victor walks past the crates full of explosives and into the back alley to try and transform. All right, roll to let it out. I would like to note that many of those crates are gone by now. <laughs> the ghouls have been hard at work. It's what I keep them around for. That's an eight. All right, so mark a corruption and transform into your wolf form. Victor takes off his jacket, stuffs it in his bag, takes off his shoes, stuffs those in his bag as well, and just kind of leaves that in Alex's back room and, like, stumbles out into the alleyway behind Alex's uh, store and, like, leans against the wall, beats the brickyard a couple times, and howls. And splits his shirt in the back grows several feet taller covered in fur and like leans down hunches like a massive wolf all right he then moves back inside and grabs his duffel bag and loosens it to its fullest extent and puts it over his shoulder he dips down and sticks a head into the uh room but he can't fit through this small door. He says, I'm ready to go. I'll meet you there. All right. And everybody starts heading to the church. I want our closing scene to be the arrival of Alex and co at the church because Alex, you are delivering a message first, right? Yeah, kinda. So as we move up to the church gates, We've got Alex up front. Is it still locked at this point? No. 
They know you're coming. There's no pretense. So I like that this is happening in the middle of a howling thunderstorm blizzard. Yup. Because what Alex is gonna do... Way long back ago, we did in fact steal... Well, not steal, but Alex took a gun off of a member of the brigade. And as we cross the gate, he's going to produce this and fire three times up in the air. And very loudly, Hope you enjoyed fucking around. Time for you to find out. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, tweet us at St. Fleur Pod and let us know your thoughts. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast in seed by Landon Corbin. You can find him on Twitter at OccasionalGM. This episode was edited by Bree. She can be found on Twitter at PseudonymSocial. Additional editing and production for this episode was completed by Elliot, who can be found on Twitter at PodcasterElliot. Alistair is voiced and played by Elliot. You can find him on Twitter at PodcasterElliot. Alex is voiced and played by Jeremy. You can find him on Twitter at TayuFace. Silk is voiced and played by Eric. You can find him on Twitter at PrimeFactorX01. Victor is voiced and played by Evan. You can find him on Twitter at Nyquist underscore JE. And finally, Jeremiah is voiced and played by Allison. Urban Shadows is a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing game written, designed, and developed by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. It is published by Magpie Games, who you can find at magpiegames.com or on Twitter at MagpieOfficial. Farewell, dear listener. We hope you enjoyed your visit to St. Fleur.